Welcome to The Pen and the Yod. Join Rabbi Michael Siegel from Anshe Emmet Synagogue and author Jonathan Eig as they talk about this week's Torah portion of Emor, counting your steps and your blessings. I know you are a committed runner, which is something that um, astounds me since I hate running. Um, but you run, I think, just about every day. Every other day. Religiously, if you'll pardon the expression. No, I think I think you do. I think it's a discipline, but it's you know, it's much more than simply a discipline. I, I imagine that it is uh, kind of a three sixty for you, you know, as far as just your thinking, your spirit, your Yeah, there's no question. I sometimes wonder if I could be a writer if I somehow, if I suffered an injury and lost the ability to run because I do so much of my best thinking and a lot of my writing really clarifies for me when I'm running. So um, I'd have to find something else. Maybe walking would do the trick, but um, for me, it's it's a a really important part of my spiritual, intellectual life, just getting out um, for an hour, hour and a half and in the cold, in the rain, whatever, and just unplugging from everything and just clearing my head. I, I really, really count on it. So speaking of counting, do you count your steps? Do you measure how far you're going? Do you, are you, I mean, some people are very uh, methodical about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty. Um, I, I use a Garmin, you know, GPS watch um, and it keeps track of my miles. It keeps track of my, uh, time and uh, it shows me where I've run and what trails I've run on and uh, how many different countries or states around the world I've run in and and I I really I, I don't obsess over it well maybe I do <laughs> it definitely motivates me you know I found that before I began using the watch I might cut it short a little bit if I wasn't feeling well that day but I really think about whether I'm going to make my goals for the month and whether I'm going to make my goals for the year. I, I set a goal every year to run a thousand miles and I've made it almost every year, but twice in the, in the last 20 or so years. And those were years that I had injuries. So um, the, the, yeah, keeping track of those miles has become a serious motivator for me because I feel like there's someone watching me. The watch is watching me. And if I, if I get a little lazy, if I take an extra day or two off here and there, the numbers aren't going to be where I want them to be. So counting, you know, really matters. It it kind of raises the act of running from th- something that's spontaneous to something that, you know, has a larger meaning. Yeah, there's a conflict there. I think in, in a way, because what I'm saying is that I like getting away from the world and I like being alone with my thoughts. And yet at the same time, I'm um, compulsively counting the, uh, the miles. So um, there's a, you know, there's a balance, a dichotomy there, I guess you could say. I'm raising this issue because in the portion of Emor, we have the most complete, I should say, Jewish calendar. There are other Jewish calendars. This is the most complete. And one of the things that is mentioned, one of the practices that's mentioned, is the counting of the Omer. And that beginning on the second day of Pesach, and this is how we count the Omer today. There's some controversy attached to that, but I'm not going to focus on that today. But according to the rabbis in Jewish tradition, we start counting the Omer on the second day of Passover. And the reason that that's important is because we're going to count seven squared. As we know, seven is the covenantal number. So seven squared is always the ultimate expression of that idea. And that is going to lead us to the holiday of Shavuot, the holiday of the giving of the Torah. 
So every day of the holiday, beginning on the second night of Passover, we count the Omer. And just to say a bit more about this, the Omer was sort of a sheaf of barley that we were gathering to take to the worship space, the Mishkan and the, uh, and the portable tabernacle and later the temple, as our offering of first fruits, which is the major focus of Shavuot, aside from the giving of the Torah. So every day we're taking this kind of agricultural idea but here in the diaspora, we don't have a temple where, where I don't have a barley field in my backyard. I don't think you do either. And yet we are counting the Omer because we are focused on time in a very powerful way. And I'm tying this into your conversation about running because it raises up the power of this in a really interesting way. I want to kind of catch your thoughts on that. Well, it strikes me that counting... Um is a way of thinking about what you're doing, being more intentional about it. And also it allows you to look back and look forward because if you're counting something and you're preparing, you're gathering, you're thinking about where you're going and where you want to be. Um, you know, it strikes me, you know, when I talk about my running, I think about the past, how many miles I've logged. And uh, it also reminds me of my, of my vulnerability, my humanity, like I'm getting slower year after year and I've got to do different things to adapt. I've got to be, if I want to keep up my pace, if I want to keep up my numbers, I have to, I have to work at it. So I think there's, there's real value in, in thinking about it that way. It makes you more deliberate, I guess. Yeah. I can, I want to add to that idea a little bit because what the rabbis are going to do with this idea is they're going to take this kind of agricultural holiday of first fruits, you know, the things that kind of sprout first in the land, as opposed to Sukkot, which is the major harvest uh, holiday. They're going to take it and they're going to do something deeply spiritual with it. They're going to say that when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they were on a low rung of spirituality and they really weren't not only prepared, but worthy of going to Sinai. That they had to raise themselves day by day so that when the holiday of Shavuot would come, when they would stand at Mount Sinai, they would be spiritually ready for that moment. And so what I would suggest to you is that what, by focusing on time in this way, we're also challenging ourselves to ask, what am I doing with my time? Am I getting, am I getting better? Am I, do I have a goal here? Or is it just another day, another dollar, right? Another day in paradise. Or am I, you know, another day I'm getting older, another birthday. You know, you can pick out another card for just, you know, how old you are and all the rest. Or are we trying to go somewhere and elevate ourselves? What are we doing with time? It's a very long-winded statement, but okay. No, I think it's a great question. And I think um, running is a good metaphor. You know, Jennifer last year walked the Camino de Santiago in Spain. And for many people, it's a religious pilgrimage. They walk toward a um, famous church. And some people do it every year. And they do it with a goal in mind to become more spiritual or to... Uh, spend more time um, thinking about what they want to do with their lives. And I think that just having a goal, having a um, counting something, counting the, the stops along the way or the steps in, in if, you're, if you're a step counter can be really useful in that way. 
um, if you're if you're thinking about something more than just the number of steps that you're taking. I was I had the privilege a few weeks back to speak with uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, and part of the great historian, great presidential historian, and we were talking about leadership in the internet age, where every moment's being recorded, every mic is live. And she made a really interesting comment about that. What I thought we were going to go was really just kind of, you know, how would Lincoln have fared, you know, in the present day, in the age of every social media element, you know, commenting and watching her every move. And she went into a very different place. She talked about how each of the presidents that she that she writes about or she wrote about it would be Lincoln, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, and LBJ. They all took time to think, just as you were talking about your running and how you prepare to write, because you have this time forever, how long you run, you can really reflect and how little of that we really do, because wherever we go, there's that cell phone, instant messages, or you're checking your um, feeds, you're checking, there's always something you're looking at it for. And so where's the time where you just stop and pause and reflect and say, where am I going? Am I raising myself up? How am I using my time? Yeah, I think that's a great point. And we used to have more of that because we actually had moments where we were bored, where we had nothing to do, and we were forced to be alone with our thoughts. And we're seldom really forced to be alone with our thoughts. We really have to work at it now and make time and carve it out um, because the phone is always so close by and offers us such an easy distraction. And I think that's um, something that the leaders like that she mentioned, probably had to work on because their schedules were so busy. And maybe they had some time alone when they were traveling. Um, But even then, I think something I remember a lot coming up when I was, as I researched Martin Luther King's life, is that he was always saying what he most craved was was time to be alone and to meditate, to be alone with his thoughts and portion of every day, quiet time where he wouldn't even speak. And he never really fulfilled that wish. He was never able to carve out the time. Um, But I do think that's important. And it is something that these leaders probably had to really work at. I'm just wondering to myself, what it would be like for us to use the counting of the Omer as a time once a day to think about time or to think about something that we have just to give ourselves a minute to breathe and to reflect and to ponder the gift of time and how we're using it. What am I doing today? How am I going forward? Where am I finding joy? How am I taking care of myself? All of these are really interesting questions that oftentimes we don't give ourselves even a moment to reflect. Is on. there an app that could help us do that? There are Omer apps. Really? Absolutely. There was one one year, which was really funny. It was called Counting the Homer which is like Homer Simpson. So every day was like another Simpson thing. But the synagogue, Anshiamet, you know, we have this thing now with people for with pets. Everybody sent in pet pictures. And so every day there's going to be a picture with someone with a pet. But we can start it at any time. But I think taking a moment every day to count and to elevate is a powerful opportunity to reflect and it's something that has evolved from the uh, toll reading, which was really just about an agricultural issue. But now we can see it as an agricultural and spiritual issue as well. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Rabbi.